Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Welcome to the show. I'm Monique. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Today, I'm doing another solo show. As you know, I weave these solo shows in now and then because I get requests from coaching clients and from listeners. They want to hear about certain topics. So they want me to focus the show specifically on certain topics that I coach people on. My first solo show actually aired on June 1st, 2023. And in that show, I covered the importance of informational interviews for leaders to get more visibility in the workplace. So if you are a leader looking for more visibility or ways to promote your brand in the workplace, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode about informational interviews. And since then, I've had a few other solo shows. You can also access those on the Voice America business channel, Leading with Intention, and get some really good tips and strategies from me regarding some of those topics also. So the topic for today that has been requested is how leaders can take control of their professional growth. And a lot of my topics come up because I coach people on these things on a regular basis on these topics. So this is something that is coming up a lot in coaching where I'm finding that leaders are not being very intentional about how to grow their skill set and it's causing a lot of problems for them. So today I'm going to take you through a couple of case studies on how a couple of my other clients really took control of their growth and how it helped them and actually how it also helped their team. So if you're a leader, you want to pay attention to this to see how some of these clients were able to uh, potentially fast track their career and also help their team by being just really intentional about their own personal and professional growth what I'm finding is that if leaders really educate themselves, that knowledge can actually be transferred to their team. And then when their team needs something or is having a problem, the leader can be used as a resource to help that team member. So we'll be talking about that today. And as always, I'll be taking questions from listeners. So as you're listening to this, if you want to email me with your question, I'll answer it on the air. And you can reach me at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. And also I'll be sharing two tools today. And if you want those, you can email me at the same email address and I will send those to you also. So what I'm finding is that leaders are not growing in their current role. They get a little bit stagnant, and they get wrapped up in the day-to-day. So they don't do anything intentionally to expand their skill set, to expand their knowledge. Because of that, they also aren't growing into the next level of 
if they want a promotion, they're not really looking at the gaps that they need to fill to get the promotion. So they're actually being passed over for promotions. And then what I'm finding is that they are relying way too much on their boss to guide their career path. And that really is not a good best practice because it's not up to your boss to help create your career trajectory. It's really up to you as the leader to take control of that. And a lot of leaders get complacent in that way. So that is one reason why leaders need to take control of their own learning path. But also, a leader needs to be a good resource for their direct reports. And an example is if a direct report comes to you with a problem, whether it's a personal problem or a work-related problem, you need to be able to advise them. That is part of your role as a leader is to advise them. And even if it's a personal problem, they may be looking to you for a little bit of informal advice. But if you haven't really done anything to increase your knowledge around certain topics, you're not going to be a very good resource for them. And at, at best, you will refer them to HR or to the employee assistance program, which those are still very good options. But if you really want to go above and beyond as a leader, you need to be able to guide them a little bit better and give them a little more direction. So the impact of some of these things is that leaders are not happy in their current role because they're not growing and they're not adding value in that role. There's also a very large gap of time in between promotions. And I've had some clients come to me and have told me that it's been three to five years since they had a promotion. So if that's happening for you, that could be a problem. You really should be able to fast track your career. You should be able to move up within your organization in less than three years. So if that's not happening, it, there could be a lot of reasons. But what I find in coaching is that it's because the leader is not taking ownership of their own career trajectory. So that's having an impact. You, you really want to have a strategy. You want to be very intentional and very proactive about your career growth, which is what we'll go over today. And some of these leaders do not have a defined career path, and they're not being included in succession planning. So again, that's not necessarily the fault of senior leaders. It could be your own fault for not being more proactive. And lastly, the impact is that as a leader, you cannot help your direct reports when they have issues or when they have their own gaps in their skills. So today we'll be talking about how you can add more value in your current role and more value to your direct reports with some of the strategies I'll give you today and some of the tools that we'll talk about. You will no longer have to be completely reliant on your boss to pave the road to your career growth. And that's going to feel really empowering for you to be able to take more control of that. 
and you'll be able to fast track your career. Some of my clients who have put these strategies into place with some of these tools have been able to get promoted every 18 months. So if you are someone that is really looking to move up in your organization, then you'll want to pay attention to some of these strategies today. So the first case study I'm going to take you through was a client of mine named Alan, and he was a manager who found that he needed to give some assistance to his direct report. And he had five direct reports, but Sue had a very challenging medical issue. Now, as her boss, Alan could not ask her about her medical issue. He actually found out about it when she shared it with him. So if you are a a leader, keep that in mind that if your people come to you with some kind of a personal or medical issue, your role is really to be a, a good listener and a resource. And in this case, Sue came to him and she, over time, over their one-to-ones that they were having bi-weekly, she let him know about this really kind of unusual medical situation that she was having. And he wanted to be able to help her in some way. He wanted to be able to do more than just refer her to HR or refer her to the EAP program. And this is what sets leaders apart. It's when they offer empathy and when they offer resources. So he came to coaching with this situation because he was very worried about her and it was affecting her performance, but not to the point where he needed to discuss that with her. At the moment, he was only worried about how he could help her in a way that was appropriate and professional. So we brainstormed on this and I introduced him to a tool called the resource library tool. And this is something that is on an Excel spreadsheet, and I'm happy to share this with you. And in in the final segment of this show, I will go through it in detail about how it's laid out. But it is a tool where you create a list of resources. And these are things like podcasts that you listen to, articles that you think would be really helpful for yourself or for your team. And you categorize them and you make a list in this Excel spreadsheet. The way the sheet is laid out is that you categorize the resources. So if you have a number of articles about communication, you put them under the category of communication and you list them out. Could be links to PDF documents, could be links to podcasts that you've listened to. Whatever topic is of interest to you to improve your own learning is what goes on this list, on this resource library tool. And what Alan started doing over time is he built out this tool. Everything he read, everything he listened to, he documented on this tool. And that even included some articles about medical issues. So when Sue came to him time after time, letting him know and giving him updates on her medical condition, he saw her frustration because she was really struggling with this issue. 
And it just so happened that in his resource library tool, he had some articles about her very specific, unique medical issue. So he was able to give her those resources. He sent her the links. He sent her the PDF documents so that she could do a little more reading about her own medical issue. Now, she had already done research on her medical condition, but it just so happened that the articles he gave her and the podcasts he gave her were different. She hadn't yet seen those. So he was able to be a resource to her and offer a little bit of empathy, a little bit of information. And at the same time, he did refer her to HR and to the EAP program where she could get additional resources. So he went above and beyond what most leaders would do because of his referrals, because of him referencing the resource library, sending her some of these articles. Throughout all of that, she was able to actually find another option for her treatment, which she hadn't considered before. So it sounds like a simple kind of thing to offer one of your direct reports, but he felt that he was able to help her more than he could have had he not had this resource library tool. And this tool, which I'll go through in more detail a little later in this episode, is used for professional development and personal development. So you'll be listing all the various articles, podcasts, and things that you listen to that will enhance your learning. So that is called the resource library tool. It is put together in an Excel spreadsheet. And that is just one of the two tools that we'll be going over today and that you'll be hearing about. But Alan was able to use that and then keep it updated as he learned and grew. He was able to document all of his learning in this tool. And then when his direct reports needed something, he referenced the tool, looked in the categories to see if there was anything in there that would be helpful to any of his direct reports if they needed some assistance or some additional learning. You have just tuned in to a solo show today, Leading with Intention, and I have been talking about how leaders can be more intentional about their personal and professional growth. I've just gone through a case study about my client, Alan, and how one of his direct reports, Sue, needed some assistance, and he was able to help her by providing some resources to her in the way of reading material and then HR support. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll answer a question that came in as I was talking about this tool, and then you'll hear how my client, Ben, used feedback and self-awareness to close one of his skills gaps. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you ready to unlock your full potential as a leader? Look no further than MD Consulting. Monique Dagneau. Executive coach, best-selling author, and captivating public speaker 
is here to guide you towards transformational success. With a global reach, Monique empowers executive leaders and HR professionals through engaging presentations at conferences, team building activities, and industry gatherings. Monique's mission is clear, to revolutionize workplace behavior. She achieves this not only by coaching a diverse clientele, but also by educating corporate leaders through both virtual and in-person events. Well, thank you so much for being here to help us understand. As a recognized subject matter expert, Monique delves into crucial topics such as psychological safety, onboarding strategies, effective training methods, and mastering time management skills. Now for a great topic that we're going to delve into. Ready to learn more? Request Monique's Speaker One Sheet or secure her for an engaging speaking engagement by sending an email to monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Don't miss this opportunity to elevate your leadership journey with Monique Daniel and MD Consulting. Unleash your potential today. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com or email monique at mdconsultingglobal.com to take the next step towards transformative leadership. MD Consulting, where success begins. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Monique. In this solo show, we're talking about how leaders can take control of their professional growth. Before I go into my next case study, let me respond to this question that came in from a listener. This listener writes in, what if a leader is approached by their direct report with a personal issue and has no answer for them or cannot help them? Okay, that is a really good question. And really, as a leader, you're not expected to to know the answers or to be able to help everyone all of the time. But what the resource library tool does for you is that it gives you some options. You have some potential resources that you can give to someone. And if you don't have resources on your list, that's fine too. But if you train yourself to be a research, a researcher and learner, you will be gathering resources automatically. So when someone does approach you, all you have to do is reference your resource library and see if there's something there, but you are not expected to always have the answers, but at least try to provide some kind of a resource to your people. All right, I'm going to go into the next case study. This is a client of mine named Ben. He was a senior manager and Ben wanted the director position and he wanted it within a year. But in his organization, promotions were seldom granted. And many of you can probably relate to that, where your organization or your company does not really pass out promotions freely. So that was the case with Ben. And he came to coaching to try to figure out how to be more proactive about this. And this is what I find with many leaders is that they are not very proactive about their growth or about how to prepare for promotions. 
they kind of wait until an opening is there and then they apply for it. But that's not really very proactive. So in coaching, Ben and I worked proactively. We went through a couple of steps to get him prepared because there was no position that was open, but he knew he wanted to try to get something within a year. So Ben gathered informal feedback from his peers by simply asking for feedback. Plus, he gathered 360 feedback. And I've done some previous shows about what 360 feedback is and how you gather it and how you debrief those assessments when you get them. So he did both informal feedback, 360 feedback, plus he used self-awareness. And with those three items, he was able to identify some gaps that would be keeping him from his current role to the next position. And the common theme, the main gap, was that he could not effectively handle conflict. This came back on the 360. He was also told this informally. So he was very aware that whenever he faced a situation or a client or a peer where it was a potential conflict, he got very passive. He did not handle it. He didn't deal with it very well. So that was his gap. And he wanted to try to close that gap to help prepare him for his next level, the, the promotion. So we used a tool called a personal learning plan. And this is a tool that I introduced to him. Again, like the resource library tool, this is also on an Excel spreadsheet. It's laid out a little differently, which I'll explain to you in the final segment of today's show. But with his personal learning plan, we listed his gaps, which we knew communication and conflict were some of those gaps. And we strategized as to how to close the gap. What did he need to do to be able to handle conflict better? What kind of learning did he need to take on? How was he going to get better at conflict? So it's only, it hasn't been a year yet. He wanted his promotion within a year. It's only been four months that we've been working on this. But in the first three months, here is his success so far. He was able to successfully handle three different types of conflict with three key stakeholders. And this was really important because this was hands-on practice. And in coaching, my clients are required to do hands-on practice in order to learn the skill or learn the behavior. So he brought these three situations to coaching And we coached around how he could best handle that conflict without being too passive, without shying away from it. And then as an action item, all three times, he had to go and have those difficult conversations. And he was very successful at it. It's because we keyed that up in coaching. We framed how the conversations would take place. He practiced and role-played with me in coaching some of the skills that he needed in order to have those conversations. So that was one way that he filled the gap. And that was something that was listed on his personal learning plan tool. We call it a PLP. It was listed there that he 
needed to handle three real live situations of conflict in order to get good at it and to get practice. The other thing he did is that he took some formal conflict management courses. He completed two levels, actually, um, up to an advanced level of conflict management. So that was formal learning, and that was also listed on his PLP as classes that he was going to be taking. And the important thing about doing this is that you have to manage up to your boss. You have to let your boss know you're doing this because your boss is the one that is going to support you in a promotion. And remember, it's not up to your boss to give you the promotion. You have to proactively work at it, but your boss is there to help remove roadblocks. Your boss is there to support you or even to sponsor you into that promotion. So his boss needed to know that he was doing these things. And that's something I find that a lot of leaders don't do enough of. They don't tell their boss what they're doing. Uh, They pride themselves in being very, you know, self-disciplined and self-motivated, and they don't need to really report out to anyone. But that has a downside because then your boss doesn't know what you're doing and doesn't know if you're learning and growing. So we had him craft a conversation to his boss so that his boss knew that he handled these three conflicts with these three stakeholders. Plus the stakeholders ended up giving feedback to his boss about him. So his boss was going to hear about it either way. And it was best that he hear about it from Ben even though it was a very positive outcome. So he also let his boss know that he took these two courses in conflict management and was able to successfully receive certificates from these courses. So then his manager was able to actually observe him in various situations. And that's another great way to get feedback is to be observed or ask to be observed so that you can get real life feedback from someone that where it matters, where their feedback matters to you. So his boss was able to start observing him and could really see firsthand how he was handling the conflict. And in the promotion that he wanted as a director, These are very key skills. You have to be able to communicate well. You have to be able to handle conflict and resolve issues and influence people and build relationships. So all of these things had been potential gaps that were keeping him from the promotion. But he knew that if he was going to be proactive about it, he could start addressing these things early on. What I find in coaching is that if someone is not proactive, if they wait until a position opens and then they apply for it, they are turned down. And when they ask why, then their gaps are identified. So in Ben's case, if he had waited and not been proactive and just applied for the next director position, he most likely would have been turned down and would have been told, you don't handle conflict well, you don't communicate well, and maybe a whole list of other gaps. 
So my point here is that the more proactive you can be, the better prepared you will be. And I usually recommend that people start preparing at least a year or a year and a half in advance for the promotion that they want. And that way you, you're more likely to get a promotion within about that 18 month time frame. And in some companies that's still a little bit fast, it could be about two years, but at least you know that you are taking control of it. You're not just sitting back passively and waiting for a promotion or hoping a position will open or hoping that your manager uh, likes the work that you're doing and will allow you to take, take on a new role. You're being much more in control of your own career path. So it's very important that you use some kind of a tool to document your gaps and to document how you are going to close those gaps and then work with, in Ben's case, he worked with me so that we could put together a plan as to how to close those gaps. If you do not have a coach, it is still very easy to work with these tools and be able to close your gaps on your own, but you have to be very disciplined about it. So in Ben's case, we still do not know yet if he got the promotion because it's still been within the year. It's only been about four months, but his outcome within the first three months was really successful. So I'm still working with Ben. We're actually trying to identify additional gaps that are coming up for him. Maybe things we didn't see in the beginning when we started this work together. As you grow and learn, you find out more about yourself and you use a lot of self-awareness to also determine what your gaps are. So we are still working on that, but I have him filling out his PLP on a regular basis so that we can keep track of his gaps and how he's filling the gaps. And then the other plus side to a PLP is that you've got all your formal learning documented. So when it comes time for your performance evaluation or your mid-year review, you can list what you've been doing for growth. And that's another way to make sure your manager knows exactly what you've been doing. So I've just gone over with you the general concept of the personal learning plan, the PLP, through this case study of my client, Ben, and how we're preparing him for his promotion. You've been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. This is a solo show about how leaders can better position themselves as resources to their team but also how they can position themselves better to grow in their career. You've heard about the results of two coaching clients, one who helped a direct report and the other, Ben, who was able to close a skills gap that might help him to get more prepared for a promotion. When we come back from a quick break, I'll explain how to combine both of these tools that I mentioned with other strategies to close your knowledge gaps and most importantly, how to fit all of this learning into your very busy schedule. I encourage you to email your questions in to me, 
And you can do that at Monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. At MD Consulting, Executive Coach Monique Dagneau provides executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Monique. I'm talking to you today about how to position yourself as a more knowledgeable leader and a trusted resource to your team and in your company. Before I move on, let me address this listener's question, and then we'll talk about how to find time for all of this learning. This listener wrote in, you mentioned that you you, you can use self-awareness to identify your knowledge gaps. Isn't it better to just use other people's feedback? Well, actually, it's not better to just use other people's feedback. What I usually tell my clients is that you know yourself better than anyone. So your own self-awareness could even be more accurate than someone else's feedback. But you want to look at everything objectively. So you do want to collect other people's feedback. And I mentioned informal feedback, which is done by just simply asking verbally. And 360 feedback, which is a more formal assessment approach to feedback. And then your own self-awareness. And we'll talk in a moment about more about self-awareness and actually how you do that. But your own self-awareness is very important. So you really want to have a combination of all three. So I mentioned both tools that were helping my clients. And one of them is a resource library tool. The other is a PLP, personal learning plan. And I really encourage you to email me for these tools. I can send you the templates for them so that you can use them yourself. And you can email me at monique at mdconsultingglobal.com. So now I'm going to explain a little more to you about the layout of the tools so that you can at least 
try to understand how they're created and how they're used. So the resource library tool, again, this is in an Excel spreadsheet. And you want to have four columns in your spreadsheet. One is for the category. One is for the name of the resource, the link, and a description of the resource. So in the category column, if you recall, the client that I helped with this had a problem with dealing with conflict and communication. So those were two of the categories that he wanted to learn about in an informal way. So you would list the category and then under that category, you may have multiple resources. So you put the names of the resources, the name of the article, the name of the podcast, whatever it is you're listening to or reading that is within that category, you list that out. And then in the column with the link is where you put the hyperlink to any of these uh, resources or these articles. And then in the description column, you put a brief description so that when you glance at your tool, you don't have to click on the link and go in and remember what the article was. You have a brief description of it. And this can come in handy, especially if you want to help your team or your direct report. If you're trying to refer them to an article or a video, you can glance at the description. You can decide if that's something that fits with what they need. And then you can just send them the link. So the resource library tool is helpful to be set up like that with four segments to it, the category, the name, the link, and the description. And because it's a Excel spreadsheet, and if you request it from me, I will send you the actual uh, spreadsheet. You can modify it in whatever way you like. You can add another column. You might need, maybe you want to put a date that you found the resource. And that way, if something seems outdated, you can get rid of it. But basically, the topics that go on that is based on your own interests. You first want to just follow your own natural interests of what you're reading, what you're researching, and then you list it from there. Now, this needs to stay updated. You want to keep adding to it. It's a living, breathing document. So be sure to keep encouraging yourself to learn and add to it. You can also socialize it to your team. You can give them the template so that they can each create their own. You may have it so that it's strictly for professional topics. And in that case, you might want to share the completed tool with your team or put it somewhere on a, a shared drive so that they can get to it. But it's a really great way to encourage your own learning and then encourage the learning of other people on your team. And it's a quick reference with the description there so that you can pull the resources from it at any time. So that's the resource library tool that we talked about in the first case study. The second tool is a little more complex. It's the personal learning plan, the PLP. Now, if you recall from the second case study, this is where we identified skill gaps and knowledge gaps. So this is really important to use and keep updated on a regular basis. 
And I, I use both of these tools for myself as well as recommend them to clients. And the way I use my PLP is I update it every year for the upcoming year. So around November, I will look, I will create a new tab and think about the learning that I want to do for the year. What are my gaps? Where do I need to increase my knowledge? Where do I need to increase my skill set? So it should be planned out for the entire year. And again, you're being proactive about this. You're planning. So you're identifying where you have your gaps, where you need more knowledge, or even where you might need technical skills. Maybe because of your job, you need to improve on your technical skills. So that currently would be a gap. So you would list your gaps. There's a column that you will fill out that is called the gap, the gap column. That is where you will identify your gap. Now, in Alan's case, his gap was conflict and communication. So those were the two gaps. And you want to list the gaps so that you understand why you're taking the training, why you're taking the learning. You're taking it to fill that particular gap. So it keeps you on track with making sure you're closing the gap. So the gap could be technical skills. It could be soft skills that you needed to improve upon. But you will then list in the second column, it's the the type of education that you want to take in order to close the gap. And education can be formal or informal. So it could be listening to podcasts or doing self-study, but it could also be taking a class or some kind of a conference that you want to go to. So that's in your second column where you're listing the type of education that you're going to take. And then there's two more columns with a from date and a through date. So if you are at a conference that lasts a week, you want to list the start date and the end date. And then you want to list how many hours you're spending. So some people, when they take training, they need to track their professional development hours for various reasons. And that's why you want a column for the amount of hours that it's going to take you. So however many days or hours you're at the conference, if you did a half-day training, you will list four hours. You want to be very, very specific about the learning that you're doing, when you're doing it, and how long it's taking you. So again, the the amount of time you're spending on this, it's going to be staggered throughout the year because you're planning your year. You're planning your development for the entire year. So I don't ever recommend cramming all of your professional development education into the first quarter. You'll get overwhelmed. You won't be as effective in your learning. So you want to space it from the beginning of the year through the end of the year. And there's going to be vacations and times when you're not learning. So you you also don't want to wait until the end of the year to do all of your learning because then you'll be scrambling. So again, this is a real proactive, structured, intentional approach to your learning. And if you are working toward a promotion, this tool becomes 
critical so that you can track your gaps and how you are filling your gaps and how many hours you spent filling those gaps. So those are the main columns in the personal learning plan. And you also want to be able to share this with your manager. Again, you need to be managing up and making sure your manager knows what you are doing and that you are taking charge of your learning. You can also implement this for your team. You can give them the template, just like the resource library tool, and you can ask them to start creating their own PLP so that everyone on your team is progressing in their learning and they're taking charge of it. And then they should be sharing that with you so that you're on the same page with what they are doing. And again, the gaps are determined by feedback, your own reflection, and your own self-awareness. So that is the second tool. And again, please email me for these. I'm happy to send them out to you. So now let's talk about how you're going to address the gaps and how you're going to make time for all of this learning. So we already talked a little bit about what kind of learning you can take to close your gaps. That could be formal classes. It could be podcasts or reading, self-study or conferences. And all of that would be listed in the learning plan along with the length of each and the number of hours. You want to make sure you give yourself deadlines or you'll put it off. People will tend to procrastinate. So give yourself deadlines and space this throughout the year. Now, just because you've spaced this throughout the year and it's documented that way on your PLP doesn't necessarily mean you will do it. So the next step to really holding yourself accountable, if you don't have a coach, this is even more important. If you have a coach, the coach will hold you accountable for your learning. But if you don't have a coach, I recommend that you schedule your learning into your calendar. So whatever learning is on your PLP, you then transfer it into your calendar. So whatever conference you're going to be taking, get that booked into your calendar. If you decide you want to spend two hours a week listening to certain podcasts as part of your learning, book two hours a week into your calendar. Otherwise, you won't do it. It's not going to do you any good to have the PLP if you never look at it and if you never really decide that you're going to take the time to do it. So go ahead and book all of that into your calendar. And that way you have a schedule of your learning. So what I've gone over with you today are the resource library tool, the personal learning plan tool, a couple of case studies as to how my clients used these tools and how successful they were. And I'm offering them to you. Just reach out to me. I personally now have a resource library tool with hundreds of links from A to Z on all different types of topics that I've uh, learned from. I also have a PLP that I update every single year and I schedule and book my learning every single year. 
So these are really valuable to you. Again, if you want to take charge of your professional growth, you have been listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. We've discussed two tools today used by me and my clients, which will also help you be a better resource to your team and to better position yourself for growth. Feel free to visit my website at mdconsultingglobal.com where you can sign up for my blog where I talk about these topics all the time and you can connect with me on social media. Also, keep tuning in each week for more information that'll help you lead better in the workplace. We'll talk again next week. And until then, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.